school when I decided to get up and sing a song for the school and it was like a competition which I really hate competitions um even though I'm kind of having one right now on the band page um but I've always been quite against the idea of competitions um and just rivalry especially between young girls and uh, you've always got one kid that's more talented the other than the other and it's just awful my god I was like a parent I was a kid but I was a parent I'm looking at everyone else like oh I feel sorry for you no <laughs> And yeah, I entered this competition in primary school. So I was around six or something. And I sang a song with my best friend. So I, I got her to sing with me because I was really, really nervous. And I sang it throughout the whole school. Um, we sang Corin Bailey Ray. The three little birds sat out my window. And they told me I don't need to worry. I used to love that song. Right? So... Up until then, I'd never really sang in front of anyone. And I got up on stage with her and we, do, we did a duet. And afterwards, all the parents were like, whoa, you know, your daughter, she's so talented. Um, and I, I, no one had ever called me talented before that point. And it was just like, I think then I realized, oh, I'm actually good at something. I could actually do this. This could be my job. Like <laughs> straight away, the first thing someone tells me I'm good at, yep, that's me. I'm gonna, that's gonna be me when I'm older. I'll just be a singer, cause you know, screw everything else. Someone complimented me that one time, <laughs> and yeah, I, I was the kind of girl. So I was growing up listening to Britney Spears. I just binge watched Britney just all the time. She was like my absolute idol. I want to be her. I want to be sexy like her. I'm like a 10 year old dre dressed up like Britney Spears dancing in the mirror. Like I'm a slave for you. And I'm like <laughs> trying to be all sexy. And yeah, that's kind of how I started with my music. I started completely like at ground zero. So I didn't have a musical upbringing at all. My dad always said that when he was younger, he um, used to play guitar or at least try to. Um, and like he, he was always into his rock music and he'd like have all the kind of old vinyls and I went through them eventually uh, as I got older. But like my mum, she said to me like, she was never really musical. She was like, she did some musical things when she was little, but in her teen years, she'd listened to kind of what was popular and she was never particularly passionate about music. I think maybe I got my musical talents from my gran because my gran, so this is my nanan's mum, she was like, she was over the top, this sparkle queen, glamorous grandma, and she would like always be the center of attention. She'd go and dance, she'd sing, she was so over the top. And I think maybe some of that trickled down into me somewhere down the family tree. But yeah, it's always been so weird because my family just isn't musical and everyone asks me, where did I get it from? And I don't know. I just don't know. I was just 
addicted to Britney Spears. That was the beginning. <laughs> From Britney, I then started listening to Pink. And Britney was like my kind of dream. You know, she was like an, she was on another planet. She was like, she wasn't even real. And I always remember her video, Lucky, that came on. And I used to sit and cry and be like, oh, Britney, you know, I love you. I love you. And I remember finding Pink and she was the opposite of Britney. She was just like the bad chick, the bad girl in the pop scene. Um, and when I was little, I just loved her. I loved everything about her. And I was um, introduced to her by my cousin Gemma because she used to come to my house when I was little and she used to dance to her all the time. And like Gemma was always just so, I used to look at her when I was little and just see the way she danced and see the way she moved and just the way she'd kind of like perform Pink's lyrics, she, the way she'd sang them. And she, she just made them so interesting to me when I was little. And I always feel like if I never found Pink, I don't know what the chiffonelle I would be because she was just like everything. She was just like my best friend. And thank you, Gemma, for showing me pink because, yeah, that shaped my musical career from the very start, the very first song I heard from her. So I guess officially my singing career started on YouTube when I was 13 and I were uploading like covers um, onto there pretty regularly, uh, which was entirely pushed by my mum. Like the funny thing is uh, that channel is actually called Helen Louise Tate, which is my mum's name. And when we first created it, we just were like, whoa, what are we going to call the channel? And my mum just wrote her name. So like, yeah, now that's that's the name of my channel, my mum's name. <laughs> Which, yeah, Jesus Christ, I wish we'd known back then. But we didn't because it was just me and my mum making these little videos. And she'd film me. I always remember there was one song I sang in the bath and I, I wasn't naked. I was just, I was, I was sat on the side of the bath in my clothes um, but I liked it in there because the acoustics was good. So I recorded Please Don't Leave Me by Pink. And I'm just sat on the bath and my mum and my sister are pressing play on the CD player. And then I'm singing it and my mum and sister in the background are like, da, 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 doing the uh, backing vocals. And it was so cute back then. Like, just, uh, I never got any comments. Like, hardly anybody watched my videos but there was just so much satisfaction in kind of reaching 100 views. So I'd reach my first 100 views and it'd be like, take me months. And I'd get 100 views and my mum would be like, oh, have you looked at that video? Oh my God, you've got 100 views. And just the smallest achievements were so big back then. And I always have to remind myself of this when I release a music video now. And I get like, you know, a thousand views in like 10 minutes. I always have to like remind myself by looking back and to see how far I've come. Because you just you're just always chasing more. That's the worst bit is you're just always chasing more, and sometimes you forget to kind of feel like happy or you forget to feel kind of proud of what you've achieved. So it's always good to kind of think back to these days because we spent so long just building my platform on YouTube. It took me forever. I remember I'd be at school and then I'd come home and my mum would be like replying to comments and we'd sit through and we'd reply to comments and we'd follow people. And like back then, like 10 years ago, YouTube was a completely different place for music. Um, it was so much easier to connect with people and I used to message people all the time and we used to do like follow for followers a lot of the time. So I'd make, I was making all these friends like all the time, uh, just going through people's covers and liking them and leaving comments. And like slowly 
my YouTube channel built and I got loads more subscribers. And when people ask me, like, how did you get so much or how did you build your following so much? It's like, it's the amount of time put in. Like, that's 10 years ago that I started. And the amount of time that I've put in every single day to get even where I am now, it's like, I wouldn't want to do all that again. Jeez. Because it's hard. It's really difficult to get there. And it's not an overnight thing. Um, so... At that time, I was just recording things on my little crappy camera and I didn't really have any professional videos or anything, but I was getting, I had at least a thousand subscribers or something by this point from like a community of people that just like me, like young girls in the bedrooms, like with their cameras recording covers and young boys and stuff as well. We would just like share each other's videos and, and do like channel features. I always remember how horrible it felt because I'd done all these covers and I remember the dread when the kids at school found my YouTube account. And this happens to, like, everyone. If you do anything outside of school, people find it. People take the piss because they're little twats. So anyway, they found my covers on YouTube. And I remember sitting in, in, in maths. And I was sat there and there was this boy, this absolute dick knob, right? And I'll never forget him and his little twatty friends. And they all turned around and they're just like oh, Lauren, have you got a new cover-up? And I'm like, oh, dead, dead inside. Ugh. And then the, the, they are playing it out loud, singing over the top and, and like saying that I'm trying to be pink and that I'm probably just a lesbian and taking the piss out of me. And like, I just remember going home and thinking like, oh, I don't know if I want to do anymore because people at school have found my YouTube account and it's okay when it's like, uh, separate from school but I can't have kids at school laughing at me anymore which obviously my mum was just like totally against she's like you're talented you need to do it and I'm like <laughs> and she would push me to do things and um, I'm so glad she did because so many times it's so easy to just quit like you get one bad comment and like I'm just like yep that's it I can't sing can't do it I got one bad comment mm. And I get it even now, like even now she's the same. She tells me off because it hurts her too. Like if I've uploaded something and then the comments are like really mean or something like she's like, Lauren, don't you listen to it? I'm like, Mom, you know, I can't help it. I can't help it. I don't like people not liking me. It's not nice. But back then as like a 14 year old, I used to attract the weirdest people like that used to follow me and you used to get this circle of men that would kind of support all the girls on YouTube. So you all knew each other. It was weird. It were like little communities um, in YouTube back then. And these guys used to support all the girls and they used to do a feature on the page and it'd be like, I will feature you on the page. Um, this girl's better than this girl. And there were a lot of rivalry and competition uh, aimed at women created by men, which, you know, <laughs> happens. Uh, but yeah, just like straight away, I, I was getting messages from like men over the age of 50 when I was, when I was 14, 13, 14 years old. Um, and I used to get this one guy that used to message me these huge messages, like paragraph after paragraph about his day and how he'd kind of like, um, how he'd been to prison, how he'd got over heroin addiction, like this kind of level of speaking to my fans was there from the off um and there was this one guy that was called prince rick and he used to like say oh please please address me as prince so everyone did i don't know why but they did and he used to like ask girls for pictures of their feet all the time like oh just just the kind of way that i was exposed to that behavior came pretty pretty early on in my career um just as a girl singing on youtube i would get messages that were weird like creepy and i think 
they kind of clung on to the fact I was this kind of young, cute girl. And they followed me into my through my career. And they didn't like it when I grew up. They didn't like it when I kind of started writing my own music and becoming more of an angsty kind of opinionated girl. They preferred it when I was young and sweet and really thankful for their support. I had a lot to learn. Back then, I had so much to learn. I was so naive to the internet because I was kind of connecting with loads of people, not caring who anyone were, not taking any precautions to kind of protect myself on the internet. So I really suggest that if you are wanting to start out your music career, that you focus a lot on your social media, but just remember that you put those boundaries out before, you know, this kind of happens to you because you need to put your boundaries forward that you will reply to a certain point. And if somebody goes off like talking about their life, and you can feel them kind of getting a bit obsessed with you and the conversation becomes a bit, a bit inappropriate, then you just know that it's fine to block them people and it's fine to cut them off because in the end, you don't owe them anything. You're just giving them your music. You owe them nothing more. You don't owe them your time. And like me, I love talking to my fans and I love connecting with my supporters. But now when shit gets weird, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk to you if you're going to be weird. And that's something I wish I'd kind of practiced from the beginning, setting out those boundaries, because just you're so grateful for kind of like your first supporters. So then you give them all the time. You never for one second think there could be like weirdos that might kill you one day. <laughs> but yeah, when I started out, I was entirely singing other people's songs. And I built all of my following through YouTube doing covers. Uh, which I think for anyone starting out or anyone like trying to, you wanted to release a new project, like a band or something, if you just release that music straight out there into the into the dark hole of the internet, like the, most of the time it gets lost and most of the time no one knows who you are. Like your band name doesn't resonate with anyone. No one knows who you are. And the song won't resonate with anyone because no one's ever heard it before. When you do a cover, somebody recognizes the song. So they think, oh, I'll have a listen to what they sound like. And for me, without doing my covers, I don't think I would have been able to get the following I had. So for me, those years I put in doing it kind of like that and building a following and building this kind of um, community around me of people that wanted to hear my next cover next week and they want to hear what's happening. You know, without that, I don't think I would have been able to get my career started the way it had. And it would have been a lot harder if I'd not started with my covers as a way to kind of get my name out there.